I believe that a lot of companies, unfortunately, don't do the best job at training their interviewers at properly assessing different personalities. They all go into interviewing people with this checklist in their mind as of who's going to be the purple unicorn, who's going to be that ninja and that perfect candidate. But in reality, there could be an amazing person who can do the job that just happens to be introverted and unable to show that enthusiasm and that excitement just because of their personality. Hey, my name is Ariana, and as an immigrant, wife, young mother, and multi-passionate professional, I currently spend my days trying to figure out this crazy and unpredictable thing called life. After a few chaotic years learning from my mistakes in my early 20s, I've now struck that balance with full-time work at a fabulous tech company and a startup coaching business I run from home. So here we are, making the best of life curveballs and optimizing our opportunities. We talk about all things career, business, money, life, and mistakes and maybe even an after-hour conversation or two. So grab your coffee and pour your wine, and let's get inspired to embrace your weird, all while learning workshop style. The breakout session is about to begin. This is the Side Hustle Experience Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Side Hustle Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Ariana, and today's episode is going to be how to interview as an introvert. Woo! I'm excited about this one because this is another one close to my heart. Today, we're going to be chatting all about the interview process and how to do so when you are an introvert person. I'm a huge introvert, believe it or not, and that means for me that I'm more of a social introvert, which usually means that I love people they also exhaust me, (laughs) which means that I can definitely hold a good conversation. I can be super sympathetic and I can be super friendly. But once I have a social interaction, like an interview, most likely I'm going to need a week off from talking to people because I'm mentally exhausted. And if you're an introvert, I would assume you are listening to this podcast. Or even if you're not, I think that for non-introverted people listening to this, I think it would be a great way for you to learn more about us introverted people and what makes us the way we are. And by no means, I am not an expert at all. I am not a psychologist or psychiatrist. And so I just want to put that caveat out there that I am unfortunately not self-diagnosed. It's something that I actually talk to with my therapist and it is something that I also talk to with my doctor to understand the reason why I was always so exhausted after social functions and exhausted after work. Although I love my job, being a recruiter requires you to talk to a lot of people, do a lot of small talk. And sometimes my job, it can be draining, you know, (laughs) it can be very draining because I'm doing something that doesn't energize me. So the way that introversion usually works, if you're an introverted and probably don't know it, it's that your energy is drawn by being alone, by a long time. That's how you recharge. When you are talking to people, that's fine. You're totally good and okay in the moment. But as soon as you're done with that conversation, with that interaction, you feel mentally and physically drained. Sometimes, even when I'm doing this podcast, I feel my tongue and my throat kind of like swollen and really dried out because of the talking piece. Again, as introverted, you're more of an observant person. You like to listen a lot more. And sometimes I think that's why I decided to become a coach because that's a lot what we do, right? We listen a lot. We're very good at active listening. There's so many good things that we all have. We should embrace that. And another fact is that more than 40% of the population is introverted. And the thing about that is that our world is an extroverted world, which means that it is driven and 
set up for people who are extroverted, which means that those are people who their energy comes from having conversations, from interacting with people, from socializing, from having small talk, from people who like to have parties and just they love having people around them. For me, I'm okay with people around me, but I'm going to need a week off from that of just like retrieving to my little small place where I don't have to do a lot of talking. Again, this is just a general definition, what I understand it to be and how I had it diagnosed with my doctor. But I just wanted to chat a little bit about interviews in this case, because it is a huge challenge for us introverted people to do well in interviews, because interviews are full of small talk. Interviews in general can be one of the hardest aspects of job searching, because whether we like it or not, most of our personalities are being assessed. And a lot of the skills that we have in order to demonstrate who we are and whether we are capable of doing the job well are going to lie on our personality and our abilities to really sell our skills to that particular person who's interviewing us. The reason I wanted to give you these tips is because I believe that a lot of companies, unfortunately, don't do the best job at training their interviewers at properly assessing different personalities. They all go into interviewing people with this checklist in their mind as of who's going to be the purple unicorn, who's going to be that ninja and that perfect candidate. But in reality, there could be an amazing person who can do the job that just happens to be introverted and unable to show that enthusiasm and that excitement just because of their personality. So a lot of us end up suffering from not getting jobs because the interviewer is probably not assessing correctly because they're not trained properly in how to have conversations with people like us, in how to phrase questions in ways that are going to make us chat a little bit more or appear to be more enthusiastic. And sometimes I kind of catch myself doing this as well, where somebody's not smiling or cracking jokes or doing small talk. Sometimes I try to put myself in their shoes. Maybe they're introverted. That's probably why they're not showing all of these other signs that we are looking for. But in reality, if the job doesn't require you to do any of those things, why am I assessing you on that? But unfortunately, that's just how the world works. And this is the reason why I've decided to put together these tips for you if you are introverted, because I have, I think, really mastered the extroverted world. I am married to a huge extrovert. He loves having people around him. He gets all of his energy from people around him. So I've learned a thing or two on how to really kind of catch on that energy. I happen to be an empath as well. So I grab on the energies from people around me. So if you're very enthusiastic and kind of loud and out there, I'm probably going to catch on to that. And that is something that I absolutely recommend on the extroverted side. Just try to mirror that excitement on the other person so that you don't get kicked to the curb just because you're extroverted. So these people not being properly trained on how to assess these personalities can absolutely hurt people like us with introverted personalities. And so Interviews can just be challenging. You know, you're meeting somebody for the first time around. You really want them to like you because at the end of the day, interviews is all about that, right? If you got the interview, it means that you do have the hard skills, the technical skills to do the job, which you potentially demonstrated in your resume. But in the interview piece is, of course, demonstrating that, but also having that person like you and picture you doing the job day to day with team members. Because at the end of the day, nobody wants to work with a jerk. (laughs) So they want to make sure that you are going to be a match to what it is that they're looking for to add to the team. The reason why interviews can be specifically challenging for introverted is because it's a huge social interaction. It's full of small talk, a lot of conversation about you. People are asking you tons of questions. And sometimes we feel uncomfortable talking about us most of the time because we like to do the listening. And so that can pose a whole nother sense of challenges and obstacles 
when it comes to the job searching process in the interview stage. As introverted, we can come across as not engaged, not as excited or enthusiastic. And that, again, as I mentioned, can play against us. But it is just in our minds. Sometimes it's just, it can be very crippling, right? And our minds can be preoccupied with the anxiety of talking to a stranger. Let me know if that makes sense. I'm just going to repeat myself one more time. The reason why sometimes we don't come across as engaged or excited or enthusiastic in these situations is because most likely our minds are being preoccupied and sometimes even crippling with the anxiety of talking to a stranger. Sometimes we honestly just want to crawl back into our little hole. (laughs) And I know that that sounds like, oh God, why are you like that? It's just how we are, how we are wired, how our brains work. But if you can relate, please let me know. I would love to have you over at our Instagram, is the Side Hustle Experience, or our TikTok Side Hustle Experience. I would love to have you there. I am more of a real-time talker there. I can chat with you. But if you can relate to that, please let me know because I am continuously trying to find people that can relate to my relationship with how I show up in the world as an introverted person. But mainly the reason for this podcast is because I absolutely think it's so unfair for people like us to not get the job just because we are less prone to be deemed competent because of the confidence delivery. Sometimes when you're not excited or enthusiastic or when you're too nervous because you are uncomfortable talking to a stranger or having small talk, sometimes I can come across as you're not confident, as you're not competent or able to do the job. And I just think that's extremely unfair for people to be judged that way in a job interview just because of their personality. I mean, if you're going to be doing accounting or even recruiting for that matter, I mean, I recruit and I am an introverted. You can do sales and you can be introverted. I just don't think it's fair for us to be judged on our level of quote-unquote enthusiasm on a call, specifically when it's the first one, when the recruiter is screening you just because of your personality. So I want to give you some tips on how to come across a little bit more extroverted because yeah, we should change the system in where you don't get punished for that. But until we get there, let's just give you some tools that can really help you nail the job interview so that you can come on top and potentially even get the job or the next job interview so that you can get closer to the job offer. Because as I've always said, you know, sometimes all these systems are very broken, but sometimes all we have to do in order for us to get what we need is to play ball, right? Is to just kind of play the game and get along. And the way to do this is by blending in and taking some of these steps to heart and be able to implement them the best you can. First of all, before we even jump into the tips, I wanted to say that I am so happy and glad that you are here because this is the first step the first battle to winning that war of preparation before you go into an interview. Because sometimes interviews can be one of the toughest pieces of job searching. They're nerve-wracking and unsettling. But some of that unsettlement and some of that nervousness can really go away by you being prepared. Because sometimes a lot of the fear that we have is because we don't know what to expect. Sometimes when it's the unknown out there, It's hard for us to predict what's going to happen, and that makes us uncomfortable, therefore making us nervous. Without any further ado, I just want to go ahead and give you some tips that I've been able to implement for myself and some of my other clients who happen to be introverted and how to nail your next job interview as an introvert. So number one, be mindful of your schedule. And what I mean by this is, you know, as an introvert, social interactions can be draining and very taxing for us. And so the best tip that I have for you is to make sure that you're ensuring that you're not scheduling different interviews on the same day, because you want to make sure that you have all of the energy that you can. So if you have two, three interviews back to back, by the second interview, you probably are going to be drained and not able to even speak. 
just make sure that you are timing that correctly, that you are being mindful of your schedule. Try to have your interviews in the morning if possible. I know sometimes this is not possible, but if it is, any chance you get, try to get it in the a.m. Usually 11 a.m. is my cup of tea. Sometimes the first things in the mornings are not usually good for me either. I mean, my mom stays with us sometimes, God bless her, when my husband goes traveling. And my mom is really not an introvert. <laughs> she's very much of an extrovert and she's a morning person. So the first thing she does when she wakes up, she wants to have these long winded conversations. And I'm just like, I haven't had coffee yet. <laughs> it's very hard for me to start having conversations very early on in the morning. But, you know, sometimes in the AM, very early in the AM, I'm really not there yet. Like my brain just hasn't woken up. So I like to have things between 10.30 and 11 a.m. is when I really start being productive with my day and when I really start to kind of form sentences that make sense to me as an introvert. And so the reason I'm saying a.m. as well is because it could potentially be before your work meetings. If you are working, obviously, potentially looking for another job while you have a job, which is the best way to do it. Try to have it before any major work meetings where you have to do the talking and any other social interactions in your day-to-day. In this case, you know, chatting with my mom, getting the girls ready and making sure I'm chatting with them as well, helping them with their speech, all of those things. So it's best to have them in the a.m. if possible, because that's really going to help you have all of that energy in the beginning of the day to be able to have that person get to know you as enthusiastic and excited as you can be. If you are interviewing at a company that requires to have different interviews in the same day, be sure to ask them to give you time in between. They can absolutely do that for you. And in this case, it's going to be the tech companies. Tech companies are huge, are doing three to four interviews in one day. That can be very taxing. I had that happen with my current company and I asked them, can I have at least 15 to 30 minutes in between? I just need to make sure that I'm re-energizing. I let them know that uh, the reason behind them, and I'm going to get into another tip in a little bit similar to this. They can absolutely accommodate you because you want to make sure that you're giving your best. And in order for you to do that, you need to kind of retrieve from all of that energy sucking things that you're doing, like chatting, small talk, smiling, talking to a stranger, and then just having 15, 20, even 30 minutes if possible to yourself where you're just sipping on water, having your own thoughts, just being isolated from any other type of conversations to kind of give you that energy back. So you can gather your thoughts, get some energy back for the next interview. Trust me it will really serve you well. So if you can, if you have more than one interview in one day, just make sure that you're kind of spacing them in between to give you a chance to recoup that energy. Okay, tip number two is to, okay, are you are you ready for this? I'm making a list. I'm taking it twice. <laughs> I will know who's naughty and nice. I'm recording this actually November 27th, which is why I thought of this. But the reason I said that is because obviously Christmas is coming and Santa's coming to town and he's going to know who's naughty and nice. Get it? Oh my God. I'm making dad jokes right now. But what I mean is just make a list of the things that you are a rock star on. I want you to really hone in on the things that you are very good at, like active listening. You thrive well on a team environment. You ask very good questions because you tend to not be the one who's talking most of the time. So really just having these things that you're a rock star, really good at, it's really nice to have handy and have as a list where you can rank them from the highest to the lowest, but they're all going to be special skills that you have and have examples on why you are a rock star in those things. That usually makes you feel more confident and it's going to make you feel more comfortable using the list 
it's going to be like a subtle bragging list where sometimes you won't feel as self-conscious about the fact that you are introverted. So just really having a bragging list that you can go by, by just grabbing in the moment that you're interviewing or chatting about your career story or giving examples is really going to make you feel a lot better about yourself. And it's going to give you permission, that permission slip that you need to show up as an amazing human being that you are. So that's number two. Hey there. If you are enjoying the podcast, I would so much appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It would help the show reach more multi-passionate professionals, and it gives me feedback on what direction to take future episodes. I have linked a tutorial on how to do so in the show notes. Now, back to the episode. Number three, be prepared for common interview questions. There's a free list that of the most commonly asked questions available for you to download. So if you go to the show notes after listening to this podcast, you'll be able to download this list. It's a completely free resource that I've put together for you to really help you understand what are the most common interview questions coming from a recruiter herself. Because again, as I mentioned in the beginning, being prepared and having an understanding of what's to come or at least have an expectation of what's to come, it's going to make you feel more confident because when you're surprised, sometimes it's like, oh, how do I answer this? I'm not sure I'm caught of guard. And then sometimes really easy questions like tell me about yourself or tell me a weakness of yours or a strength can really throw you off balance because you didn't prepare And so for introverts, we usually don't do well with surprises. At least I don't. (laughs) I don't like a lot of surprises. I like to know what's happening. I like to be in control. I need to know what to expect. And I'm not sure if that's just because of the way that I was raised, but that's just how I am. And so it's best to just be prepared with the most common interview questions that are going to be for sure asked in the job interview so that you don't let them be sprung on you like a surprise. It's better to just know what to anticipate let things marinate, you know, just have some bullet points and things that can really prepare you to give those structured answers. So don't let those really easy common questions stall you and throw you off balance because sometimes they can be really easy to answer, but sometimes when you don't have a story and or a game plan to answer that question, that can kind of throw you off for the rest of the interview because it's like, oh, dang it, that was such an easy question, but I didn't have an answer for it. Therefore, I just stumbled upon it or I stalled. And then you're just going to be thinking about that because I know you as an introvert, you're going to be having anxiety about the one thing that you could have done better while you're in the interview. So don't let that be the thing that's going to stop you from showing up as a rock star. Don't let that be the thing that's going to stop you from showing up as the skilled person that you are. Tell me if you disagree with this, but that's just how I feel. Sometimes I make a mistake and then I'm going to have that mistake in the back of my mind. I could have done this and I could have done that. And it's going to stop me from doing well the rest of the way because I'm just beating myself up over something that was so small. Don't let that happen to you. I'm warning you and I'm giving you the tips here. Just make sure that you're preparing. And again, there is a brand new free resource for you to download in the show notes. So just make sure you go and download that so that you are aware of what are the most commonly asked questions in a job interview from a recruiter herself. Okay, tip number four, stay cool, calm, and collected. Chances are is that they're going to be asking you something that you might not be prepared for. Because again, that is the thing about interviews. You could have an idea. You could prepare for the commonly asked questions that they're most likely going to ask you. But sometimes it might throw you a curveball. And that's okay too, because that's just the nature of interviews. So just make sure that you are well equipped with yourself to be able to have filler answers for you so that you can stall if necessary, so that you can buy some time. And what I mean by buying time, it doesn't mean like minutes will go by for you to buy time. I mean seconds, 10 to 15 seconds. 
And this can look like this. So if you were asked something along the lines, uh, can you tell me about a time where you made a mistake? This can be one of the most commonly asked questions, but one that trips a lot of people up because they don't want to say something that's going to damage the reputation or their ability to get the job, right? Obviously, you don't want to say something that you've done wrong and then have that be something that they actually need for the job. So in this example of staying cool, calm, and collected, that can look something like, that is a great question. I have many examples. Let me just give it a quick second to ensure I'm providing you with the most recent and relevant information. All of that gave you time to think about something in your mind, to remember your notes, your research. And that way you also gave the person interviewing you some time to say, oh, of course, no problem. Take your time. That's most likely what they're going to say. No problem. Take your time. Absolutely no problem. Take your time. Most likely they're going to be saying that. And that interaction of, that is a great question. Have many examples. Give me a few seconds so that I can, I'm ensuring that I'm providing you with the most recent and relevant information. That gave you at least 10 seconds to kind of just recoup your thoughts. And you actually wouldn't believe how quickly you can collect your thoughts if you're really prepared. So that's my tip number four. Tip number five, match their energy. And that's exactly what I was mentioning in the beginning of this podcast. I'm a huge person at mirroring someone else just because I'm an empath. And so I kind of feed off of people's energies. And (laughs) sometimes I can sound cool, but uh, sometimes not, because sometimes when you have that negative energy, you can also suck on that. And you don't want that. You want to make sure you master that piece of you if you are just like me. But matching their energy can serve you very well because specifically if an extrovert is interviewing you, they're most likely going to be talkative. They're most likely going to be full of energy and enthusiastic. So I know that it can be exhausting. Sometimes we come across as boring and not enthusiastic, but of course that's not intentional. So you just want to make sure that it's not misconstrued. That it's not that you're not excited about the job. It's just that you're tired from chatting with people that you don't know and from making small talk that you really don't want to be having right now. So it is best for you to try to match the level of energy whenever possible and do this in a discreet manner. It's not like you're going to make it so obvious where they're going to notice that you're just matching or mirroring what they're doing. But if you do it in a subtle way where it seems natural, it's going to really play in your favor. And you can implement this through just the mirroring technique by mimicking body language, specifically if you're doing this in person or virtually via video. It's very important that if they have their arms crossed, maybe you have your arms crossed as well, a little bit looser. If they seem laid back and moving their arms around when they're talking, maybe you can do the same. If they seem to be smiling when they are chatting with you, maybe you can do the same. All of those things are very subtle and not as obvious that you're just trying to like copy what they're doing. But again, remembering a psychology when you're chatting with people and getting them to like you is by appealing to them that you have something in common with what it is they're saying, doing, or being, right? All of those things can really help you. All right, so tip number six. And this is some controversy. Some people don't agree with me on this one, but it's really served me very well in my clients as well. And number six is to just tell them that you're an introvert. Tell people that you're just an introvert. This is one of my favorites, although it's super controversial because it has always worked for myself and my clients. And I mentioned into the conversation, I don't have to make it super obvious, but I just mesh it in. And who's going to fault you for that? I say something along the lines of, I know I may not look like it, but I'm a huge introvert. I literally just said in this episode when I first started, I just very smoothly just chatted it up in there and you notice and people just like, oh, really? I couldn't have tell or I would have never imagined. Interesting that you said that. 
because they're going to give me a pass now that they have that in their mind, right? To understand that if at the end of the conversation, I just seem a little bit down, it doesn't mean that I just lost interest about the job. It means that I'm exhausted from having this 30 minute conversation with somebody that I don't know. Usually saying, you know, I know that it might not look like it, but I'm a huge introvert usually turns into a natural small chit-chat conversation that can really make me feel a little bit less exhausted because it's something that I initiated and I'm comfortable talking about. This is specifically important because you don't want to end up in an office where this personality type is not accepted, right? So if you were to let them know that you're an introvert and they're not really receptive to that, or they seem to be like, oh, you know, like not sure if that's going to be good for this job or this office, maybe that's a good thing because you don't want to end up in a place where it's just a bad match for you and them. And you also don't want to be in a place where it's not okay for you to feel exhausted and just wanting some time for yourself. Like the reason I love the place that I'm working at right now is because although we're still not in the office, they know that I'm an introvert and they just get to know what my pet peeves are. And just the small conversations just don't sit well with me. So they just don't engage with me on that type of level because I just don't like that. (laughs) Anyways, I'm going to recap the six tips that I just gave you. So number one, make sure that you are being mindful of your schedule. So if you are able to schedule interviews in the morning, that's going to be the best option for you because you're going to have all of your energy. Number two, Make a list of the things that make you a rock star, things that you can do or call a subtle bragging list to just let people know what makes you you, what makes you unique, what makes you awesome. Aside from the fact that you're an introvert, which is not a bad thing, but sometimes people think it is. So it's good to just have the things that make you feel awesome. Number three is to be prepared for the commonly asked questions in a job interview, which by the way, I just prepared a list for you, which you can download in the show notes after you're done listening to this podcast. You're welcome. Number four, stay calm, cool, and collected. And what this means is that you can absolutely buy time 10 to 20 seconds by saying something along the lines of, this is a great question. I have many examples to give you. Let me just give it a few seconds to think about it to ensure that I am giving you the most recent and relevant information. The person interviewing you is going to say, of course, no problem. Take your time. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I love that. Take your time. They're most likely going to give you that answer. And that gives you a few seconds to kind of gather your thoughts because sometimes they throw your curveballs on purpose to see how you react. And if you react erratic or nervous or upset about the fact that you don't know the answer, that's going to play against you. So it's best for you to just kind of collect your thoughts by introducing that filler sentence there to give them information about what it is you're thinking, right? Number five, match their energy. Sometimes chatting as an extrovert and having conversations with strangers can be extremely exhausting. And so that can play against you. So sometimes if you just match by doing the mirror technique, by mimicking people's body languages, that can really help you kind of level up with them and appear to be more relatable. And number six, which is my personal favorite, is to just tell them that you are an introvert. Sometimes you can say something on the lines of like, I know that it might not look like it, but I'm a huge introvert. Just wanted to put that out there in case my energy kind of goes down at the end of the meeting. Just didn't want you to think that I wasn't excited they're going to be understanding. And if they're not, maybe that's not the place for you because it means that they're not accepting of people who are like you and who are not going to be accepting your boundaries and or the times that you need in order for you to recuperate that energy that you're kind of putting out there to do the job, right? Remember, a lot of people are introverted. We just live in an extroverted world. So sometimes it doesn't seem like it's okay to be introvert. But there are so many people that I've met online who do not appear to be introverted at all, but they mask it very well because, again, we are just living in a world of extroverted people. It's like being left-handed, 
because everything in the world is for right-handed people, right? So that's something else to kind of think about that a lot of people, believe it or not, are left-handed, but we're still living in a right-handed world. Same goes for extroverted and introvert people. With that being said, I also wanted to leave you with some amazing qualities. In case you didn't know, introvert people can be amazing. So it is okay to be who you are. Embrace who you are. And here are some awesome things that you probably didn't think about that can be a huge asset for a company, for an office, for a team that a lot of introvert people have by default. And a lot of extrovert people will love to have for themselves, but they can't just because they have a different personality type. So you are detail-oriented. You're an amazing listener. You are extremely thoughtful. You're considerate of other people. You are creative because you have a lot of time to think and to kind of leave your thoughts in your mind, wonder, as opposed to just blabbering everything out. And you're extremely empathetic, which is, I think, what makes me such a great recruiter because I put myself in other people's shoes. I have the ability to see their situation through my eyes and through my perspective in a way that's going to relate to them. So in case somebody has told you before, this is who you are as an introverted person. You are detail-oriented. You're a great listener. You're a very thoughtful person. You're extremely considerate. You are creative. You're empathetic. So in case you need to hear that, that's what makes you awesome. So sell them on those awesome attributes. A lot of people in an office need all of these skills that you cannot teach. These are things that you have as a person that you happen to carry and be born with. And a lot of companies and organizations would be super lucky to have you. Just remember that. Have that in the back of your mind. And you can just do a little check mark of all those things that I just told you and come up with examples of what you can showcase while you've demonstrated these skills. Like where have you ever demonstrated that you can be detail-oriented or a great listener when you're thoughtful or considerate other people? When you are creative, like what are the things that you've been able to come up with and where you're empathetic with others? With that being said, go out there and kill those job interviews. I have so much faith in you. You are awesome. And I cannot applaud you enough for being here, just listening to this podcast. Shout out to my amazing client, Kimberly, for landing a super cool job in recruiting in the tech company she absolutely adored. I'm so excited. I certainly hope that you are listening to this episode, Kimberly. I am rooting for you and I never doubted you for a second. I am so excited for her because she has no prior experience in either the industry or specialty. So she's never done recruiting before and she's never been in tech before. And just with one call of our preparation, she was able to not only nail the interview, but she was praised by the person who interviewed her for her research skills, how amazing she did in the interview and how awesome she was able to really talk about her transferable skills from previous jobs she had. So with that being said, I hope that this served you well and be sure to share with an introverted friend or family member that you might think of. And thank you so much for all the support that you've given me so far with this podcast. I cannot wait to provide more information and more amazing interviews. Thank you so, so much for being here. I appreciate you more than you can know. Over and out. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. And I hope that it served you well. If you enjoyed it, or found it to be something that resonated with you, share that takeaway with me over on Instagram so that the community can also see it. And if you tag me at Side Hustle Experience, I will be sure to reshare it. Your support and feedback means the world to me. I hope to have you back on the next episode at the same time, same place. Over and out.